1: renegade masters it's episode 37 of Eurobush, and here we go again we're in the middle of a tropical rainstorm here at the moment and um, far from the sunny shores of ireland we saw last week summer you know? it's, it's coming pizza oh my man i thought i was gonna write that car off in the way That oh, was crazy hailstones in, in may only in Ireland. yeah yeah it's a beautiful disgusting day um
2: i'm in a, a pair of shorts so look
1: yeah i mean we had a bit of a. Uh, a light weekend on the uh, MMA action front, so we probably, we're not going to be as a, uh, the, the episode won't be as long this week because we won't have to go through
2: all the there UFCs, not, there was no cage, there no KSW. It was nice though. And I think, you know, we, we talked about this, I think it would be great if the UFC, you know, and I've said this for a long, long time, they cut so many cards down and it benefits the fighters also on the card it, it puts more eyes on them if there's more time and build up to a fight card if they, if if they, if they actually it build right. it up.
1: Yeah. I didn't really see much build up for UFC Stockholm over the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like I I wish there was another like two or three weeks off before this um two three A card as well the week after. So it's it's just a good thing and I think, you know, the UFC obviously needs stars, so I think it'd be a good thing if they just did this more frequently and not had so many events. But, despite, what can you do? despite the, uh, the lack of action going on, I
1: was very busy this weekend and, uh, with Paddy Hoolan as he got elected. And we'll, we'll talk Patty. about that bit later. What an amazing feat that is for the do you jokes. They vote me, do
2: you reckon they vote me and then this side of the pants? You just have similar followings, like. I, I'd say, I'm a
1: lot bigger, I'd say, like, you know, you're both <laughs> considered Irish <laughs> MMA legends, you know? Oh, yeah, that, that's true. All right. Well, we'll get on to Paddy in a second. Let's look at these headlines. Uh, a picture of Conor McGregor appeared last week with his uh, patented left hand in a gauze and some cast. Um, Errol uh tweeted an update about it. I think he's looking towards the end of next year. You know, I kind of got a few whispers about this and I couldn't confirm it. It's very hard to confirm anything with yeah. Conor. Um, and that's why I was kind of on the A side that time. I was kind of saying it looks towards the end of, the, of 2019, I'd say. And I think that does make sense with Khabib fighting in Definitely. September. Um and you know, from that uh the Tony Robbins interview Connor did that uh got a lot of traction, uh he would you know, he kind of seems to have acknowledged that he won't get the next crack at Khabib. And so I reckon December is is likely, you know. I don't know if it's likely, but it's probably more 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 likely. Yeah. I um, agree. first of all, uh what did you think of the interview? Because I'm sure I think this was done last month. I think it was, it was done, yeah, uh, it was
2: done last month. Early yeah.
1: early April or something. And um a lot of reaction to it. Yeah. Um I think it's kinda of rough as well that it was it was recorded like a month ago and now people are kind of taking it up now and, and kind of discussing mm. what what was said. <coughs> but one thing I noticed about it, and actually they did a great job on the MMA beat of breaking this down, Luke Thomas, uh Chuck, um Danny was it? Danny and Brian. Uh, Mr. Boom himself, who was involved last week, they were kind of talking about, like, isn't it interesting to see the fan whooping and yelling when he's talking about how he won the fight and stuff? Like, I mean, it's very clear that the casual interest is still rightly on McGregor, and he's kind of trying to tell this story about why he should have won. He had an injury. uh, He prepared wrong. He was too defensive. But the reaction to the crowd in that room, they were all eating it. They were all
2: eating it up like hotcakes. They were, definitely. And that was, you know, it's just sort of... um connor's persona and you know that's not gone away he needs to and retell I, the story yeah, basically to sell it i think it's very interesting that and you know maybe more so in the united states his popularity is still where it was and, and not so much in ireland i think that's very evident that his popularity yes. isn't as strong in ireland as it was mm-hmm. a lot of people have gone off and from obviously um you know uh, the various ups after and downs the ups and downs of what's gone on <laughs> the bellator you know the yeah. ufc events all that sort of thing. Um, you know, he's retracted a lot of those statements and, and things like that, but it is, you know, and that's where I think he's still a vital part for the UFC. You've I said, as I've said in recent oh, weeks, yeah. weeks with this TV deal, um, obviously going ESPN online and, and this subscription service, you know, he's the one going to pull names in. He's still very much that guy in the States in the terms of UFC. So yeah, no, that was interesting to me. Um, but the more interesting part of that interview I found was, that he more or less said he was saving himself for another day.
1: Yes, yeah, I I I did pick up on that as well. But you know, there were so many different bits that we didn't go with it in the end. But um, I saw a pundit arena ran a piece on it, and um,
2: you know, and it is it is a because it, it was a phase crank, and we often talked about that the position would have gotten worse for Connor. Um, you know, you could see. I remember he was in the sort of a fetal position before Habib actually mm. took his back. Really interesting, like. You know, it was sort of a phase crank and he tapped. He, he realized that he was not going to win that fight at that point. And I think, you know, maybe, um, maybe a sensible thing for Connor to do.
1: Yeah. I mean, there is, it's a, it's not as punished in, in our sport as it is in boxing. Say when, when you have a quit, they call it a quitter in, in boxing. It's, it's kind of, it's so like you get slated for your whole life when you do mm. that, but there is so many outs in MMA. And I don't know, um, you know, this live to fight another day he's in the heat of the moment, but he's talking and stuff and. I was actually talking to Sean Sheen and he made a really good point to me. He was like, do you remember in the documentary, right? With that Graham and the yeah. guys did. And after the, the Nate Diaz fight, he's sitting there and he's calling himself, uh, you tapped your, you're a bitch or something. He's, he's talking to himself. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, you know, Sean's like, it's kind of like that moment, isn't it? Cause you're seeing him kind of acknowledge that it, it
2: is, but, but maybe there was an acceptance after the Habib fight mm. in terms that, You know, if you compare it to the Diaz fight, the Diaz fight, he was in probably more of a precarious position and you know, you probably would have expected him to tap. Whereas Habib, it didn't really look like... Oh no, that looked looked really gear for me. No, 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 I'm saying no, when he had the face crank on, you wouldn't expect him to tap from that. I don't know man. Yeah?
1: Well, it's hard to tell from them because sometimes like they're actually
2: driving your... the chin
1: into your neck so it's like you can be it's gonna be a blood choke as well it just doesn't look like one i don't really know but it is an interesting yeah. thing of what you're saying I, I do agree that that was a big point like when he said that i was like whoa yeah God, yeah no, I,
2: I, I to where you're sitting now and I was yeah like, oh, okay. yeah that's a bit weird yeah feed me more of this
1: but look, I think I think the, the big takeaway for me is um, when this man wants to retell a story, everybody wants to listen. You could tell that the people in that room were fully; yeah. they were like, we, "Let's do it again,"
2: you yeah, know. But, but do people want to listen in Ireland as much? I don't think so. I no, think- and it
1: didn't really get a lot of traction over here. I know. Yeah, you know, apart from the, the Pundit Arena articles and stuff, and I, when they put them out, they were out first. In fairness, they were the first articles I saw about it, and then after that, I saw the tabloids kind of picking it up. But um, yeah. Um, interesting. T- interesting. And, and another uh, thing,
2: I do agree with you though about the end of the year. I think that's yeah, makes sense. Um, and of course,
1: comments. Ariel's tweet also highlighted that he is having that contractual situation over the subscriptions. and we predicted that, yeah. you know, that yeah. was I think he did anyway. I think he noted that in the tweet. Um, Artem and Pauly got into it when we were recording last week's episode, so we didn't mm-hmm. see it until it was over. I actually remember we, I was leaving, and you were like, mm-hmm. "Whoa, what's after happening here?" Yeah. Polly Malinowski spat yeah. on Artem Lobov. Now. What I'll say to you is, you you have never been a fan of Bear knuckle. You no, you have not been no, a fan. But this is a uh, this is hugely hugely uh, polarizing, and it's hugely hugely popular. Like I mean, people are talking about this fight in my group of friends that have absolutely no interest agree, in the week to week MMA events.
2: But the so lads in the office were all talking about it.
1: Yeah, and I mean, here's the thing, right? Artem hasn't really done anything wrong here. Like I mean, no, probably. No, no. Paulie is kind of shaping this as boxing v MMA and Paulie's media. An I have a feeling that it's really lowering the tone for boxing for a, like I mean if he's fighting the corner of boxing he's spitting on people talking about pissing in people's mouths. Like I mean that's pretty
2: that's pretty bad. Yeah, no, it was, you know <laughs> to spit on anyone is the lowest thing and I think you know I said that to you last week it's it's, it's absolutely vile it's grotesque and you could talk about selling fights all you want but to 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 stoop that low and actually spit in someone's face. It's the biggest insult you can ever pay a man. And, and, and you know, the guy's a clown. I don't like the guy. I think he's always brought this MMA versus boxing thing into it. He was talking about that all MMA fans are idiots and all this sort of stuff. And he's the one bringing this narrative up time after time after time. He's done loads of boxing interviews in the bill up to, obviously, Mayweather McGregor. Um, was an analyst, obviously, on that as well. And I'm saying, obviously, is a lot. One
1: this one thing I wanted to say to you. Is he at risk of losing that analyst position by behaving yeah. like that? Yeah, he, he should be severely reprimanded
2: for actions like that, you know. But uh, it
1: is a separate contract, you know, it's a different life, it, basically. It's it like is. it's a
2: different, different revenue stream. It is, but, um, I'm sure they um, you know, from his employer's point of view, um, it's gross misconduct to, to behave like that in the public life, I would imagine. Um, I'm definitely wouldn't do him favours, sure. you know. <laughs> exactly. And to do something like that, and as I said there, Um, along the lines of when when he was in the build-up he kept on bringing up that narrative it was like he was jealous that Conor McGregor was coming in and obviously they sparred together and we saw that footage and things like Um, that we'll hear about it it forever It is absolutely, um, you know, it's just a furing for a guy to behave like that. I mean, I I was really angry when I saw him spit on on, on Bobov. A lot of people were. And I will say this again.
1: I believe this is working in Artem's favor so much, man. He's becoming the guy. uh, And this is what Paulie basically asked for when he went down the boxing v MMA Mm. road. Mm. People in MMA are lifting Artem up now. Like they they want to see him going oh, yeah. and, and and take
2: Paulie's head off and and listen and I think we talked about this as well last week when we were off air we were just watching him hitting the microphone as well which is actually quite amusing I find that quite funny when he just I thought him that, that the was but,
1: man I was pissed like, yeah about- it annoyed me
2: it did annoy me because he's he's a plonker um, <laughs> well,
1: no but like Artem's face probably isn't like you know all there from his last fight oh, yeah. still and he's cracking him with metal objects like I mean.
2: Yeah.
1: Is um, this classic baiting a guy in to fight aggressively? I think it actually works in people's favor to fight oh, that's aggressively. Was, that's was what I was about knuckle. to
2: say because, you know, Paulie's always had problems with his hands. He's broken his hands multiple times over his boxing He's not career. known as a knockout puncher, he, you know. He's not a powerful puncher. Yeah. He, You know, Ricky Hatton was 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 landing like a bloody dagger on him and Ricky isn't the hardest hitter either. Yeah. So, yeah. And I noticed that about bare knuckle boxing. We've obviously seen it in in the last uh, R10 fight when he fought Jason Knight. You know, technique goes out the window a lot of time. Yeah. And that will definitely work in, in, uh, Artem's favour. Uh, I think Paulie, obviously, you know, people are going to go with the technical edge, but he doesn't pack a punch. Yeah. So that's where I think Artem could really catch him. If, 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 if Paulie goes in with that attitude as well, he just, you know, it, he's just going to go off his game plan and that could really work in Artem's favour, as you said. But it seems to be, um, harder to get a clean KO with bare
1: knuckle than it does when you have a glove on. <clears throat> Probably just. But the kind of the measured kind of distance you're kind of covering there, like the way the the way the letter's hitting you, it's kind of spreading the the volume of the punch over more of an area. But you know, I think it's compelling in the way that you know, Paulie obviously is a more regimented boxer, he's got better fundamentals. And if this goes the distance and and he's having success just touching Mm him, that could really open up. I'm not, I'm
2: I'm just not comfortable with the whole the the whole uh, (laughs) bare knuckle thing anyway. And I think. You know, probably for our team to get back in there so soon after that absolutely um, hideous face that he had after that Jason noise. Still a handsome, Uh He is, yeah. (laughs) I'm not saying he isn't, but you know, uh, you know, I'd like to see. I just don't like this this sport. uh, Do you
1: think it's going to have a negative impact on MMA? That's always been your key fear. Yeah,
2: that's that's why I'm annoyed about when we're trying to legitimize a, a sport like mixed martial arts, which obviously isn't even you know regulated in our island here. And then we've a lot of MMA outlets, you know, covering this. So and I can understand, you know, two big names. It's this gonna, is the biggest fight of June. Yeah, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna, it really is.
1: Like I mean, in terms of, it, it's a bigger fight mm. in June than any other MMA fight, anyway. Yeah,
2: I agree with that. Like, yeah, it, it probably is. I'm but, seeing
1: more traction for this fight than I am for Tyson Fury's next. Yeah, fight. but
2: we're 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 tainting our own sport by by getting behind this. I think it just goes to the back to the barbaric sort of level. Of you know when you know mixed martial arts was in its early days and there was no way classes. You know? I know,
1: but we would have criticised people for talking about MMA like that back but then. Yeah,
2: it's a different sport. Like it is, we, it yeah, is a different yeah. sport. I'm not. I don't disagree I, I with just, you. Yeah, the, the crossover thing sort of annoys me, and I just don't. I, I just don't like it. I, it doesn't sit well with me. Um You know, it just shines. A bad light, you know, the, obviously the perception as well. And I know that's something we've battled with for years as well. But when you see guys with faces like that, you know, on a, on a regular basis, it's not just one or two fights. There's plenty of fights. Yeah. It's shocking for people, you know, it is, it is. shocking. And it's, but do you really want to see that? Here's the question. Are you going to watch that fight? Probably not.
1: What do you mean probably not or no? I've,
2: I've taken a stance that I, I've, you know, I've watched sort of highlights and stuff. I'll definitely um, watch it. a like number of fights. It. I probably will listen to <laughs> just doesn't sit well with me really I, I, I won't, you won't see me tweeting about it you won't see me you know even here I, I just I don't even really want to talk about it to be honest with you like that's how sort of much and listen a lot of fighters have reached out to me as well and, and they, they totally agree with me I put up a tweet a number of weeks ago and um, before that fight before Artem's fight against Jason Knight and you know um, a number of well-known people on this yeah. side of the pond are totally against it as well
1: and that helps yeah. I think it actually helps when that's it's so it polarizing it does like, I mean, as much as you, you were making a, a very serious point that you have, that also feeds
2: the... Oh yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, I know, yeah. it's a two-edged but, sword. But yeah, you, you just, you, you wanna put it out there. Yeah, yeah. You just this want, is how I feel you, about you, it. You wanna go boom. That's yeah. my lineup. I
1: can't wait for it! Anyway, <laughs> Fabian Edwards yeah, uh, has signed a new, <laughs> I grew up this way, Fabian Edwards has signed a new deal with Bellator, um, and he will be facing Jonathan Basoku, who's on a five-fight win streak in At Bellator London, but I can tell you straight away, as soon as I broke the news of this fight, everybody's saying, Where's the step up? As you said. You know, Mm -hmm. where where is the step up here? And I mean I understand uh Fabian seven and oh and he's had trouble getting people to fight him in the past, but when you see Kostlov and Steenis and Mike Shipman on that card, you're kinda going, you know, was there options there? I don't know. Obviously, um Fabian wants these big challenges, he's always saying he does but uh, certainly, I don't think people would see Jonathan with all due respect as much of a challenge mm. as we said Lee Chadwick. That's where the that's where the measuring stick is going to yeah. be set here. Now we need a step up from Lee Chadwick, mm.
2: and his last fight wasn't that either you, against Falco Neto. You know, yeah. But you you see that and we mentioned the Lee Chadwick fight there. You know, Lee's a very well respected guy here. Maybe as we you just said two minutes ago. That people just won't want to fight him. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes in terms of guys turning down fights. Yes. Um, it's incredibly difficult to keep track of that yeah, from our point of view. But, yeah. but Fabian's constantly said that and, and, you know, to go out and destroy a guy like Luke Chadwick in, in the way he did. Um, um, Luke sorry, Chadwick's a football player. Sorry, Luke Chadwick. Lee, Lee Chadwick, Chadwick. I'm thinking of Man United player. Was, <laughs> Lee. <laughs> was, Lee is far better looking than Luke Chadwick. <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. Um, was incredibly impressive and I'm sure that's going to put a lot of people off because, you know, We've seen Lee, obviously, um, beforehand. And Cage, then afterwards right coming time, out and like beating Mulheran. Yeah,
1: well, like that's, Mulhern's like a very
2: underrated fighter as far as I'm That's what is. I mean. So it could be a point here where he's not been able to get these fights. Guys don't want to fight him. So he has to settle for something and just stay active. And maybe this is why he's, he's taking this fight.
1: I do feel though, him being on that Bellator London
2: card is very important with, with Shipman and Van yeah, being there. I feel like yeah. they need to match him with the winner
1: of that fight. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think that's got to be yeah. that's got to be the way, and it's good to have him on the card anyway. I think he's going to bring eyes.
1: Yeah, and he's getting more. I see him getting more active on social media. Yeah. And the thing, like he doesn't have the same issue with Leon uh, as mm. Leon does with kind of getting through to the fans. And, and Fabian always laughs about. It. He goes, "I'm I'm a dickhead sometimes," and people yeah. seem to like that. And Leon's just everything, Mister Do everything. All, always says the right yeah. thing, and people just aren't getting behind it. Even then, um, even when he tweeted, he obviously he was on our show last week and he talked about mm. he wanted to fight Lawler and Dos Anjos. He put out a tweet. And just to read the comments underneath it, it's crazy the how people view them, you know? I don't have a clue what the buzz is there, With you know, if they'll happen here, there'll be uproar. Like that um, three piece and a soda thing. Oh my God. Like lads, yeah. do you really think you're original writing that underneath a post? Like fair enough, one he is, but 18 he is writing it like Idiots.
2: The There's so many idiots online on them. Um, it's the most casual thing ever
1: when you see guys doing that. Or do you know what the other thing is? <laughs> uh, if I tweet an article about like anyone, they always have the who the fuck is that guy underneath it. You're like, all right, mate. You you watch.
2: Run run along, son. That's what I always say. Run along. I don't say anything. I just go, I apologize. I feel sorry (laughs) for your mother. (laughs) $5, I give you a cheeseburger. I won't say any more. All right. Uh, No, you know, I think, You know, if we're going to talk about Leon here, ah, it's just a piss take, man. The fans not getting behind him. He's one of your own in the UK. Support the guy. He's he's got seven um (laughs) unbeaten. Look at the guys he's beaten. Holy mother of God. Just get the guy a bloody fight, a big fight that he deserves. Dana Wise, Sean Shelby, Mick Maynard. Shame on you. Oh. You're dead right. That's how we felt for a long time here. Uh, Cage Warriors 106 has a couple
1: of new fights. Sam Creasy is the last title fight announced he'll be fighting for flyweight gold against Sam. I, here. Love, watching, I love watching him fight. But then, uh, the, uh, Sam Creasy. Yeah. yeah. He's Very really good. And I mean, he's got back to winning ways after that mm. Nathan Grayson loss and, you know, Nathan fought fantastically that night and even in, in Nathan's debut then with Bellator he looked great against Carl Eleanor. Carl mm. Eleanor managed to get the submission. It was a, a tremendous fight though. So, Yeah, I think I think Sam and and that Floyd weight belt they've kind of got a date with destiny at this stage. Um, But it's going to be interesting to see because as we know, Cage Warriors titles are the pathway to the UFC. But I I don't know. As Nathan left when he got the belt because he was like, "Well, that's no longer an option." So it's interesting to see how that will go. Um, Alex Lahore will take on Aaron Khalid. Um, There was a bit of uh, talk there between Reese and Alex, and it seems like Reese is saying and Alex said uh, you know he was offered that fight and he didn't take it he felt like uh, Aaron
2: was the guy who could get him there quicker Um, interesting yeah I do find it interesting I think the fact Lahore is coming off a loss as well it seems a bit weird some of the comments coming out from his end saying to Reese that you know you're not a big enough name well listen I think it would have been a very very good matchup and one that they have the probably same list of honours as well, like in terms of Bama champions, yeah, you know. Yeah, and I, I think it would have been a really good fight for both the lads because it, it, it's, it's that sort of, you know, you could main event that. Um, look how eager Reese was a lot to get that fight.
1: Look how eager was Reese was to get that fight made. Like, I mean, yeah. that would be an unbelievable fight. And I think yeah, Aaron, right. Aaron Khalid and uh, Alex is going to be a great fight too. Yeah, that that fight.
2: night is just going to be insane, man. Night yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. And I think, um, <coughs> you know, Reese, um, whatever he's going to do next in terms of you know he's been open with you and uh, when we had him on the the podcast here, and it very much does look like he's gone to one seventy. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. The weight cut, you know, I did a, a video of him uh, last year before the Brazier fight. I think it was. Can't stop being yeah, it's just so hard for the guy to to make fifty five, and I think you know it's very going to be very interesting to see if that touch of death can be translated. I over think I think it generally does when you go up to the heavier weight class. Yeah. You know, it's it tends
1: to be right there, and he's going to have more volume. Like, I felt like at 55, um, Reese just knew he had that physical capability Mm. to touch someone once and and end the night. And he still showed he had it. But I think if you can imagine that with way more volume, like, that's the way I'm expecting this to go. And that's a dangerous, dangerous situation for any opponent of
2: his. Definitely. And I think um, I'm really interested to see the the cardio, the translation over. Reese is a guy that can obviously go uh, and keep going. I just hope he gets his burger habit together just, because... Try, but, um, but even if you looked at his last fight, how big he was getting. He's still a grown kid. Like, he's only 22, is Reese
1: Can't stop eating burgers, man. He's
2: just a big, fat burger head.
1: He needs to stop eating them, man. We're going to be going up to 205 soon if he doesn't yeah, get a call of That's what they call him. That's unfortunately what they call him. <laughs> now, um, another thing. Mr. Graham Boylan. He was on Instagram the other day, and he said something very interesting. Graham wasn't on Instagram, was he? Oh, Graham! He
3: loves it,
1: doesn't he? Graham is the man on Insta, and uh, he put up a picture of the UFC. He riding horses. UFC's logo, the old one. I might add, not the new one. Graham, just just sort that out for next time. And he says a new UFC contract, new signing in my inbox today. Who you got? Well, who you got, Noel? I believe we probably have the same person here
2: time to go to the seaside i reckon jack shore yeah i do too <laughs> do you like my little, uh, i don't know seaside. what that meant
1: but yeah, yeah i, I sure. enjoyed it yeah oh, oh yeah okay oh shit. yeah, yeah. um hell, i have tried to uh confirm this yeah, you'd imagine so and i haven't heard anything back which makes me even more you'd imagine so um, you'd, you'd imagine so well he deserves it 100 percent. the man is a savage and the
2: welsh it, invasion continues
1: look i I think the guy is class I think he's all class yeah. he's clearly ready um he's a young guy he can have a huge adventure now on this new platform he has done well he's done brilliantly for cage warriors he has made them a new kind of a port of call there in in Cardiff and look at the amount of talent they have left there in Cardiff yeah and and even Jack said to me Mason Jones is there just to pick mm. up the reins like he's he's emerging in that title conversation what, at 55. What, what,
2: what are they putting in the water in Cardiff I went
1: down and just did a seminar a couple of years ago. And was that it? Yeah. All right, okay. Must you can ask Jack there. Next time you're talking yeah. to him, he'll oh, tell I you. Have
2: realized that.
1: Yeah, of course. Oh, a really? Silly question, really. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> but yeah, finally, Paddy Hoolan elected the South Dublin Council. Man, what a man. I spent two days with Paddy, and you know, two years ago, Paddy's career was completely ended. He had no options. His gym closed. Everything was breaking down around him, and to be there and, and see him kind of have such a big successful moment in a new career mm. it's inspirational um he's an amazing person he really is um and uh you can see how passionate he is like for me i'm not not political at all i, I learned actually more about the voting system being with paddy over the last two days than i ever did yeah. i have no idea no, I'm not either. but um i don't know shit as i said about about politics i make sure i vote because that's what we're meant to do because people died for that right but paddy Paddy's speaking about what he wants to do. You can tell he's so passionate about it and this is the same as he was with mixed martial arts and he's not a guy to lie down. Never has been and I'm really, I really, really hope he has a, a fantastic political career and it was just really nice to be there with him and his, his Sinn Fein uh, colleagues. Who are explaining how these things work to me and obviously Chelsea and baby Seamus as well. A really, really proud moment for everyone involved in MMA as far as I'm concerned. Yeah,
2: congratulations, Paddy.
1: And I think it's a good thing as Paddy said to me in his interview afterwards, like he's gonna be trying to, trying anything he can to help this push for regulation. And, you know, this is a great sign. He's obviously uh, helping Andy Ryan with the coaching a- on the Emma team, and I'm hearing that's going brilliantly. There's yeah, a real yeah, good team yeah, atmosphere there, yeah. and uh,
2: something that Andy was really passionate about. Him, Barry, and mm. Paddy, I think, are heading it up. Andy's and good at that. He brings the, the fun element together as well, and yeah. uh, it doesn't feel like a chore, even though obviously yeah. they're doing you know very very high level well, training. He'd, he'd be mm.
1: very serious about selection. Yeah, he's very 100%. serious about all that stuff. There's no way a lad who's one of his lads is just getting on the team yeah. for no oh, reason. Yeah, yeah. And uh, look, he's been he's been to the top of the world in terms of judo, so I think we're in very safe hands. There, um, right. Well, that's all of our news, I guess. Um, so we'll go to the first interview of the day, and that's with Mr. Volkan Ozdemir. No time. He takes on Ilar Latifi this weekend. If you remember, um, in a recent interview he did, maybe on or maybe it was at, at the uh, London event, he was telling us the last the last kind of person he would want to face is Ilar because they have a relationship. Uh, they had uh, trained together for a long time in the States, so very interesting that is the fight that's being made. So we got his thoughts, he gave us an update on his visa situation, um, and uh, yes, uh, and also his take on what's happening with John Jones and Thiago Silva. Does he think he has a ch- Thiago Santos, does he have a chance? So um, we'll leave you with Volkan, we we'll are back in about 15. And now, as advertised, we are joined by former light heavyweight title contender, Mr. Volkan Ozdemir. Volkan! Long time since I spoke to you last time. How are you, my friend?
4: I'm doing great. I'm, I'm doing my time in Switzerland now. I'm training uh, here, so it's great to be back uh, home.
1: Oh, you've done the whole camp in Switzerland, have you?
4: Yeah. Now um, uh, I've been doing uh, actually my last camp and this camp uh, in Switzerland. This one, I also have been moving around a little bit, you know, to to, to the Turkey. Uh, jiu-jitsu with uh, Galvao, and then I went to Norway also to train with some guys uh, that are also specialized in uh, Greco-Roman wrestling. So just to have some good, you know, partners for me to, to 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 reproduce the style of uh, my next opponent.
1: Yes, absolutely. And we will. We'll talk about it in a, in a few minutes. But I was just wondering, you know, the last time we, wa- we we saw you out there was in London, of course, and you came out and you graciously spoke to the media afterwards. You weren't happy with that split decision loss. Um, you know, you felt you won the fight. Um, ha- have you gone back to watch that fight? Do you still feel as passionate as you do about that should have been a win for you that night?
4: Yeah, I, I've I've watched the fight, you know, um, a few times. But then, you know, I don't wanna I don't wanna lose time in, uh, in watching this and you know mm. losing my energy and my focus uh, on, on on this fight. I think that was a bullshit decision, and you know, I, I stand by it. Um, you know, I guess uh, you know it was it was also a way to to, to keep building uh, this guy up. But I think uh, I did I did everything I, I had to do during the fight. Obviously, you know, I should have done more. So so I. I I should not leave the decision in the of, of the judges. And this is something, you know, I, I definitely took advice from. And uh, my next fight is going to be a, a statement.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, like, is it is it hard for you, Volkan? Because obviously we know that you're an elite fighter. You fought for the title. The way you emerged in the UFC was absolutely astronomical but is that hard you know the fact that you're on a 3 fight skid now I mean does that challenge you mentally in a new way because let's be honest up until this moment of your career you had been starting guys mostly in the first round do you find this is a new obstacle for you to overcome Um, how do you feel about the situation?
4: Well it's definitely uh, it's definitely the situation I am in uh, right now Um, now I have uh, you know this uh, this uh, it's a um, losing record now that I, I need to break. You know, I, I need to get back into into my winning streak. Feel good. I feel great. Uh, I also felt my my last fight was uh, well, well, the last fight was mine. So it's, it's not like you know I've, I've been having those losses. Anthony also had a I had a great fight up until the, the very end of the of the, of the fight uh, until I got taken down and uh, and choked. Um, the the, the Reyes fight was also you know really really good for me. it's not a, it's not like I had those a bad losses you know mm. knockout and you know like uh, you feel bad or you, you look bad so this is something also that that doesn't really bother me that much in, in a way that i i have been uh, i haven't been uh, put into too much difficult situation you know during those fights so this is also something that 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 gives me strength you know i, I know I, i'm on the on the right way i just have to work on, on a few things and that's what i'm doing right now
1: right right and i know um one of the times we had you on the show before i can i think it might have been just before the anthony smith fight and we were talking about um you know potential opponents for the future, and I think I remember you saying Iller was a guy you didn't want to face, and I think it was because you kind of had previous experience training with him or something. Maybe you can you can uh, tell me if I'm right or wrong on that. But I can remember Iller wasn't a guy that you were mm-hmm. jumping up and down to face. What? Why was that?
4: So actually, that was uh, that was exactly the thing. I trained with Iller um, in 2011. Uh, my first time I was in, uh, in the US. And uh yeah, we, we 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 trained together for five weeks. We, we you know really hit it hit it off and um you know, we know we stayed friends so we, we talked uh from time to time. But um actually I was, you know, in this situation with the UFC you now it was my you know third third fight lose um third fight that I lost in a row. And um, also because of my visa situation, I cannot fight in the U.S. right now. Right. Uh, then I need to, I need to fight in a in the European show, and I wanted really to be to be back on track because I was uh, really feeling uh, disgusted by my 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 last uh, the outcome of my last fight. So I told uh, the UC that I really wanted to fight in Stockholm. Stockholm was like uh, two three months away from my last fight, and. Um, and it, they told him, you know, the the, the, the only possible opponent for, for, for this matchup was was uh, him and uh, Manuwa, you know, Manuwa that, that had been beat already anyway, mm. and uh, Ilir, and then uh, you know the the trust was uh, was uh, pointed out on, on to Ilir.
1: And, and I mean, how do you do? Do you go about that? Do you contact Iller to, to to tell him like you know this has been offered? Should I take this, or is it strictly business when when the name comes up, you've got to accept?
4: Yeah, actually, one of my coach um, from Turkey told me also. His, his manager contacted him, and he told me that they were fine with it. And uh, you know, it's just it's just business, you know. At the end mm-hmm. of the day, uh, you know, I don't wish him harm. And uh, you know, it's it's it's, it's like we're colleagues, you know. Like let's yes. let's point it that way. We're going to be colleagues on on this night. Uh, we're going to be earning money together, and you know, maybe that's not the way. win.
1: Is is it is it different? Like when you know a guy so well, have you been in this situation before? When you fought a guy that you've trained with, that you got on with well, or is this a new thing for you?
4: So I, I've been uh, I've been fighting a guy that I that I trained with, but I actually trained with him like maybe twice, you know. So mm. that wasn't really a, a big thing. But um, otherwise, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's going to be really different, you know. It's it's it's, uh, it's going to be a different mindset for for me to enter the fight. Uh, no hatred towards him, no, nothing, just respect and it's gonna be like, uh, you know, uh, a good war, you know, like, uh, it's gonna be, uh, like a good game, you know, like, uh, we're gonna give it the, the best, uh, of our abilities and, you know, just, just to bring the best out of each other.
1: And, and you you spoke about this earlier on. You know, training specifically for the Greco-Roman style that Ilya likes to bring. He's a fantastic wrestler a great grappler, as we know. And what, what were them training sessions like? Is that what you took from them? Experiences that he was just uh, an exceptionally strong grappler.
4: Yeah, so uh, I've been training with the, with this guy. That's he's a up-and-coming fighter. You know, it's probably going to be in the UFC soon. Martin Hamlet, and um it, 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 it was a good, uh, it's a good way to prepare myself also, uh, to face Euler because, uh, you know, obviously, Greco-Roman wrestler are different than collegiate wrestler or freestyle wrestler, so it's good that it's a different feeling also to, when, when you face one of them, and, uh, that was the best way also to get ready for Euler. He's a, a really, really strong uh, wrestler too, so that was, uh, that was, uh, perfect for me to, to, to do my camp, uh, up there in nowhere.
1: I like the way, um, you know, the UFC are keeping you close to these title conversations. Like, look at the opponents you've faced. I mean, Daniel Cormier is the champion. I mean, the guys you've lost to, Daniel Cormier is the champion. Anthony Smith is, like you, a title contender. Dominic Reyes is an up-and-coming guy. I feel like Ilir Latifi has been knocking on the door of that title conversation for a long time. So, I mean, in that respect, it is a good matchup for you, right? Like, I mean, it, it's a positive matchup in terms of where Iller is in the division.
4: Yeah, obviously, I've been fighting a, a lot of top guys, like, you know, stuff like guy, And then I have, you know, after my, my losses, uh, I had uh, Anthony he was on the chair, you know, just two former uh, champions. Then Dominic Reyes was undefeated also. And um, I think, um, Ilyar is the first fighter that I fight that coming out of a, of a losses, you know. Yes. So um, it's also like a, a little... Not, I'm not taking a little break, but it's you know definitely a, a different situation right now because before like all those people facing me are like uh, on the road, you know, like and uh, and and that's that's what they 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 are doing, and now Ilir uh, is facing me, and it's gonna be like the first the first guy that is gonna be like uh, in a different situation also. Yes, and
1: is there any fear? I mean, when you're on a three fight skid, and and not that you know, I I think that way, but like. You know, yesterday we had the news of Elias Teodoro, who was on a, you know, a good run with the UFC. Obviously, he's coming off a loss this time, but, you know, he got cut, and everybody's kind of wondering what's going on there. Now, I know that you're known to have a far more exciting style than Elias, but, but, you know, given the fact that you're on a three-fight skid, is there any fear at all, uh, Volkan, that, you know, if you lose this fight, it might be time up with the UFC? I don't really think so, because,
4: um, you know, I've been... Presenting myself available for the UFC you know, all the time. Yeah. Uh, I've been taking fights uh, on short notice. Um, you know, I've been facing only the top guys. You know, and uh, I think I have a exciting fight. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not doing, uh, I'm not playing it safe. I, I never, I never play safe. And I, I'm going for the knockouts. And uh, I think that's also things that that play a role in uh, in, in, in the process. You know, uh, with the UFC. And, uh, obviously you, you, you want to be, uh, somebody that they can count, they can count on, you know, that's, that's, that's something for sure. So, you know, there is also the, the level of opposition you're facing and also the way you, you face the opposition and, you know, how, how, how you handle all of this. Yes,
1: absolutely, absolutely. No, I, I agree with you. Actually, I, I think, and, and because of your exciting showings, I think you know a lot of people want to see you in there all the time. So I do agree. And you know, when I look at this card, there is so many fights going on in the light heavyweight division. This is a big night for the light heavyweight division, wouldn't you agree?
4: Yeah, that's that's actually crazy for for us. A lot of, a lot of things are going to be uh, moving now in, in the rank after after that night. Manua is fighting right to try to for like a, a really good, uh, talent, you know, like a up and coming guy, um, me and Otisi. And then, uh, you know, top of the division will be, um, your custom And, uh, this is going to be also, um, uh, good because, uh, now it's been two people that already, uh, faced John John for the belt. So I guess, uh, even if one of them win, I don't think they're going to get like a right, mm. a title shot, uh, right next, after the fight, so maybe you know who, who knows like how the, the who knows how the the um, the fight is gonna go, but you know it's uh, maybe a if, huge uh, fight, it's gonna be a statement and things uh, gonna turn. But uh, you know it's, it's it's gonna be good for the division, you know, it's gonna be a good night.
1: Yeah, it probably makes your win even more valuable if you, if you get the win because of all the activity in the division, right? Because that's gonna be a big story on Sunday. You would imagine like what happened to 205 in Stockholm, given that there's four fights on.
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, Antimiclus is definitely the guy that I want to get my revenge on. And, uh, Gestapo, I've been wanting to fight tonight you know, for, for for a long time too, so definitely it's, uh, it's, it's uh, one of, uh, one of the winners will be, you know, uh, potentially one of my next supplements.
1: Yes, and I, I gotta ask, you know, um you know, obviously the the visa issue must stand back to that uh, the situation you're in last year. With the, I thought everything was sorted out with this. Is this something that's still hanging over you? Do you hope to get that sorted out soon? Is that in the process of
4: happening? So everything is uh, is uh, finished now. Now we just have to wait on the, on, the, on the visa to be processing, and this takes you know time. But uh, the visa is processing right now, and we just have to wait. So it's it's kind of a. I don't really know how long I have to wait still, but, you know, that's that's, uh, that's uh, my position right now.
1: I hope it gets sorted out for you soon, Volkan. Um, I know that's obviously a big block when you can't fight in the U.S., right?
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, there is a lot of uh, cards, you know, outside of the U.S. too. There is some European cards mm. um, sometimes, and uh, Canada and uh, Brazil and stuff. But uh, actually, the the... the, the the biggest factor for me is like uh, training. You know, I, w- I want to training in the US with uh, my team and you know, like those those best team. You know, uh, best team in the world. most most of them are in the, in the US. And uh, we also have you know like the UCPI. You know, a place I could go, You know, for some treatment and you know like stuff like that. So Definitely, it, uh, it will be good once uh, I will be able to to to, to come back
1: i got to ask you um, your opinion on the the next title match in the division with Thiago Santos and John Jones. I I see a lot of people have different opinions on this. A lot of people seem to think that Thiago's wild man kind of style and his uh, crazy striking approach could cause Jones a lot of problems. How do you feel about it? Do you feel like it's going to be another one-sided win for Jones? Or or do you feel like Santos can really bring something to the table that will trouble him?
4: So I really think... um... You have to you know, really put pressure on, on, Jones, you know, to, to, to make him comfortable, you know. Because Jones is, uh, is finding, you know, like, a, at a really small, uh, slow pace, you know, and, uh, he's usually, he's usually, like, building his own pace, and once you fell for it, you know, the, the easy. And actually, I think it's, uh, it's, uh, it's all about bringing, bringing up the pace. And, uh, I think Santos really doesn't care about it, and, uh, it's really wild. So this is going to be one of his, uh, definitely one of his, uh, value, you know, uh, that he, he could bring into the fight. Um, although I, I still see, you know, Jones, uh, win that fight. I think Jones, uh, Jones has a lot of tools, you know, like, uh, in between everything, you know, he's wrestling, he's, uh, in his round game and his striking. I think he's going to be able to, to handle, uh, tempest
1: right right that's very interesting it's very interesting and just finally volkan like i mean having gone on that brilliant run at the start of your UFC career and now being on this skid do you believe now with all the experience you've gained from you know all of these fights do you believe your next run towards that title will be even stronger than your first
4: yeah definitely you know we, we keep evolving all the time but also the sport keeps evolving so you have to you have to evolve faster than everybody you have to be uh, ahead of, of, of the game. And, uh, you know, of course, you have to catch up in, uh, in all the techniques you're, you're missing. So, so that's, that's really, you know, like something you have to be aware of, you know, you have to be uh, like, you should be dangerous in, in any position, you know, like any, any stance, you know, like lefty, uh, south pole, or, you know, like, you know, orthodox. On um, on the ground, on the wrestling. You know? So that's something uh, that's really going to make you really um, efficient. And uh, that's how you, 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 you're you evolving as a, as, a, as a best man, and that's the way to be champion, I think.
1: Volkan, thank you so much, as always, for your time. I cannot wait to see you back in there in Stockholm. I'll be over on Wednesday, so I'll make sure to say hello when I'm over there, my friend. Cool. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much. All the best. Yeah. Bye-bye.
4: I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye.
1: Great as always to speak to Mr. Volkan Uzdemir. Um, I'm looking forward to that fight. And uh, let's have a look at that card now while we're at it. Sure. Um, I love the thing about this card. I like the most is the how how much movement we're going to see in the 205 division. There's four fights in that division, and and there's a lot of interest. Alexander Gustafsson. The Anthony Smith is the main event. The co-main event, as we just talked to, Volkan Ozdemir against Ilya Latifi. Then you have Jimmy Manoa against a guy I feel like will be in the title conversation someday. is Alexander Rakic, who is unbeaten in the UFC so far. Also, towards the end of the current, you've got Darko Stosic, a guy. Nobody's really talking about this guy. He's an absolute animal. He's taken on Devon Clark and... Um, you know, Darko isn't the biggest fan of the media from what I've gathered in Hamburg and stuff like this, but he is an absolute animal. He is...
2: Rocket a- speed, Clark as well. Um, yeah. Spelt him on the cards.
1: Yeah, yeah. But And um, Alexander looks really, really good, it has to be said. Alexander Gustafsson v. Anthony Smith. Let's take a... what? What does this fight mean? Nothing. Because neither of them can fight... Jones next. They've just both recently
2: lost to Jones. So what are we got? what are we taking from this? I don't know. I'm I'm not interested really in a lot of the fights in this card, I think, you know, especially with the light heavyweight thing there. There's a lot of guys that realistically is it, you know, Jimmy you know what what's Jimmy a gatekeeper now? You know, he's he's three straight losses in a row. He's, he's not even a gatekeeper. You've you've Ozdemir on a 3 fight, well. fight skid as well. Hitler is coming off a loss to Corey Anderson. Yeah, it's just very you can't see these guys ever being a world champion and that I don't know about that I mean no no, no I I'm talking about the, the, the guys that have lost there the guys have named you know like uh, Anthony you know, and Fulkan, Alexander Jimmy um, Alexander Anthony Rakic possibly down the line in the future um, a guy maybe this is a common, but this is the problem
1: him. this is a problem for the light heavyweight division yeah, in general isn't it it? Like, it
2: is it is and I think you know Alexander which one <laughs> Gustafsson okay you know <laughs> <laughs> You know, where does he go? Like maybe, maybe. Well, there's, may, it's may, obvious maybe. why he's on top of the Swedish card. Yeah, you know? I but, can understand that. One hundred percent. Don't get me wrong, but should he have made his Bay with heavyweight here? If, I don't if, know. If he he's chasing that gold. That's been his career long aim. He does to be world champion. He
1: doesn't look to me like he he can last at a heavy as a heavyweight. Like he no, just he's not big enough. I agree. But he's very tall. Like, but he he's not. He's a bit slight. But like, what, what's his purpose? There's a reason why. John Jones isn't going. Yeah, I want to fight Daniel Cormier at two sixty five. you know, like there's there's a reason for that, and I think I think if John Jones uh, is an interest, I don't know how the hell Alexander.
2: But, would be. But, but but what is Alexander's... You
1: you're thinking in terms of options, like
2: yeah, what? No, you know, if, if he wants to be remembered as a world champion, what's his legacy? Where you know he's not going to get that at two hundred and five pounds, in my opinion, anytime soon. He's it's getting unlikely to the even get an
1: option for it. Yeah, you know that that's the truth. It is a hundred percent. So, like, I mean, this kind of happens, though. Like, I remember Gustafsson was pretty much, you know, he was kind of like, oh, they'd love Mm. to see the Jones rematch the last time he went to Sweden. Then he put on that performance against Teixeira. And suddenly it's like, wow, look what he did. Like, if he goes in, right, and he gets rid of Anthony Smith very quickly, Mm. that's a big statement. I don't know. It's not going to put him Mm. as the next guy to fight for the title. I completely agree with you there. But it is a big statement nonetheless. Like, I mean... It does make him a fixture in that conversation, but it's very unlikely
2: that and it, it w- you know, maybe, maybe they're just waiting to count down the, the days till John Jones moves up to heavyweight, which I see as an inevitability in the next year or two, uh, in my opinion. Anyway, I think, um, you know, John could even possibly fight the winner of DC. And, 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 and he, still, not, he said he doesn't want it. Ah, uh, listen, John changed his mind like the I'm, weather.
1: I, I, I feel the same way about that yeah. as well,
2: but... It's,
1: I don't, I don't think he is going to fight Cormier at 265. Uh, uh, heavyweight, sorry, I keep saying 265. Well, Miyaji is going to be
2: Cormier this time. Um <laughs> Certainly uh, looked that way last time. And uh, until he poked his eyes out. Gouged them out, which uh, a lot of people seem to uh, not talk about because they like Daniel Cormier so much. How long are you and Steve, eh? best mates? Long, long time. <laughs> <laughs> but um, hey how you doing Steve A <laughs> give a shout oh, good man, good man. <laughs> Steve A so how, how do you think you know this fight it's a fascinating matchup of styles like, yeah good fight man <laughs> great interview yeah brilliant um, so Uzdemir and Latifi
1: is a similar situation as we said with both guys coming off a loss but I, I just have a feeling that you know there's interesting matches to be made after this event I know maybe not right now I mean if you're talking to me about the most captivating 205 fight there it's Mano and Rakic without a doubt
2: yeah, uh, yeah. In, in terms of you know a, spa, a fan a spam fan a <laughs> spectacle, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It probably is. It's it's probably and an it's explosive. a litmus test. It's a big litmus it test for rackets. It is. And listen, all great respect to Jamie, lovely guy. I like Jamie. It'd be good, I think, if, if, if Rackage for the division maybe came out and made a big statement and spiced himself up and... I think the table is set for him to have a big, big night, you know? I do, but I I just find it a little bit stale at the top, this
1: card. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I'm actually interested in the fights themselves. Take away the ramifications and all that stuff. I'm actually interested in them. And the thing I'll say about Rackage is, he's shown us so many different things that he can do like against the i can remember he kind of described his performance as a kane velasquez performance against the because he wanted to show he could grapple. Kane. because a lot of people thought he was simply a striker and then of course against Devin clark that spinning back fist after he got that knee to the face if you remember yeah. it was an illegal strike and he got up and won it was absolutely unbelievable i'm really uh i'm really really like i feel like rackage is a guy that can definitely go the whole way in terms of he could be a European front runner, as far as I'm concerned at 205 like as in if we're prospecting the next title yeah. challenger yeah. I think it's him yeah, good call um, I agree with that I love this fight Macwan Americani yeah, versus Fishy yeah it is good and I'm Fishy's right. gonna be pissed off because he can't watch the Champions League final let's say I don't
2: yeah. know actually I think he's a red I'm not too sure uh, sure listen we all have Tottenham in anyway go on me dad. Spurs fan for the week my dad's Spurs well, fan well then that, that's another reason why go I'm a Spurs Nemo. fan go on Nemo Nemo I'm a Spurs fan yeah. Um, yeah no it is an interesting fight um and oh, no, I can't say that. I was about to say that we're going to East ago. but um, it will be very, very interesting to see where this fight goes. I expect it to be probably played out in the deck.
1: Yeah, well, Um, I think both of the guys, Munster and Top Position, are extremely dominant. We saw against Fishgold there in his last fight, he had the submission win. He struck with Calvin Cater uh, for his debut. And look, that's a madman. That Mm. Fishgold goes, right, fuck it. I'm going to do it this way. And then, of course, he goes back to his uh, Route 1 style there in the last time. And he gets the submission win. Like That works. We always knew that about Chris. When he was the lightweight champion of of, of Cage Warriors, maybe he wasn't the most um, exciting, spectacular uh, fighter in the world. But my God. He was efficient and then he got guy. the job done. I think this is about the top position. That's why. Yeah, no, it. I agree with you. And I think I give the striking edge to Fishy.
2: Yeah, I would as well. Um, definitely um give the striking edge to Fish Gold. Um, Jason Knight. Um, as, uh, when obviously McQuain fought last in Liverpool, wasn't uh, it? Yeah, it was a crap performance, to be honest. With you from uh, McQuain looked very, very. was un- that his last fight? Yeah, it was, He was very underwhelming in that fight. And Only we, fights in the UK usually. We talked about that. <laughs> uh, it was a poor. It was a poor performance. It, it was very underwhelming from McQuain, and I think obviously that loss to Arnold Allen. Which is obviously no disgrace. Arnold's a fantastic fighter. Can
1: I just congratulate you on saying Arnold Allen?
2: Yeah, for the first time ever. Wow. Well, wow, well, yeah. Uh, you've been bracing that one, buddy. And then, you know, the fight that really stood out for me was when Matt 1 beat Mike Wilkins. Yeah. That was yeah. a fantastic performance from, from Matt 1. I think we saw a little bit of Everton. Very strong, as you said, in, in top position in that fight. Incredible but, grappler. Um, and yeah. it, it is. I think it's going to be a close one here, but I'm probably going to favour Fishgold. Just that raw sort of power.
1: I'm very interested to see yeah. that one, because I, I feel like that's a big pop for Fish Gold yeah. if he beats Macron. Macron's very popular, especially very in popular. Scandinavia. Yeah. Mr. Finland,
2: Mr. no Mr. less. Mr. Finland who lives in Ireland.
1: Does he, he live here? Well, most of the time, yeah. I saw John tweeting there recently that he's lost his way to his accommodation. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> I forgot where I live, but he just came back to the gym. <laughs> he, he, he
2: gone around eating an apple, was he, Macron? Oh man. He owes me 100 quid still. Oh well. Um,
1: Christos Giagos versus Damir Hadzovic. Hadzovic is a nightmare. Uh, he's underrated, as far as I'm concerned. He's never makes it easy for any of his opponents, and he's on a two-fight win streak now. Nick Hoyen and Paulo Reyes. Uh, Christos Giagos, you know much about him, buddy? No. I can't say I do either. No, I don't. I'm gonna quickly look up his record and pretend I know. Um, he's fought in the UFC twice. He is an ACB veteran. Uh, he lost to Charles Olivero. Oh, Jesus. That fight. Baptism of Fire. And then Mizutu Hirota, he took a win over him last December, so. You know, could be uh, a very, very important fight for him to win, to be honest. Um, Elias Teodoro will tell you as much. Um, But, uh, yeah.
2: Hadzovic is uh, very underrated as far as I'm concerned. Daniel Timor's fighting there as well.
1: Good old Danny. Needs a win. Fighting undefeated Sunbin Joe. Um, That's, that's a... that's a dodgy one, isn't it? Like, I mean, I mean, just given a circumstance, for, you're going
2: in yeah, against an unbeaten guy. Three straight, straight, I think he's lost, uh, Daniel as well. It's, he hasn't kicked on maybe the way a lot of people thought he would have. Um, Fish obviously beat him last time out. Big, big test. Tough one there. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And, uh,
1: Rustam Ackman making his debut, superior FC veteran. Um, it's going to be interesting to see against another debutant in, uh, Sergei Kanzoko. So, yeah, not mm-hmm. much interest going on that one, I can tell you. Yeah. Uh, Tanya Evinger v. Lena Landsberg. Like, I mean, Tanya's not had a good run with the UFC. And, I mean, she was so heavily billed coming in. This is the Diaz sister, you know, they were kind of saying. And she is. There's no doubt she's about tough it. As she's, nails. she's a very entertaining person, too. She's yeah. she's a good crack. I'm looking forward to talking to her. But, um, yeah, it's not really gone her way with the UFC, has it?
2: Two very tough fights, in, in fairness. Aspen you know, Lads a nightmare. You know, Aspen as Lads it. class act. Um, really good young fighter. Cyborg, we saw how tough she was in that battle, but came up short. So, you know, maybe this is the one I think Lena likes, you know, doesn't like, but she does take a lot of damage in her fights. And, um it's gonna be interesting to see the, the way this fight plays out, but... Could be a big, a huge win for Lena Landsberg. Yeah, oh, massive win, but I think the way Tanya sort of gets in your face, we saw she try to implement herself in the front foot against Cyborg, didn't ultimately work out, but pushed Cyborg very far in that fight. Um if she can get in Lena's face, Lena's defence is a little bit questionable at times, and uh, I I just I just do fancy uh fancy Tanya here to get the job done. It's an interesting one, though, yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, Leonardo Santos, who we remember from robbing Norman Park with that draw
2: yeah. in Brazil. He, he hasn't. When was last time he fought? Oh yeah, no, but I know he's unbeaten in the UFC still. He hasn't fought since twenty sixteen. Just mm. checked it there. That's a long time. It is. Adriano uh, Martins was his last victory.
1: I mean, Leonardo was very good, though. I mean, he... he was Two, w- Two-time, three-time world champion. Yeah. Something right? like Brazil, it's yeah. True. Brazilian jiu-jitsu, yeah. Um, and he's obviously taking on Stevie Ray, whose last win kind of went under the radar, didn't it? Which, against Jess and He got back oh, to yeah. winning ways after that. the Cajun Johnson fight in Liverpool. Was it Liverpool or London? I'm not too yeah, sure. Yeah,
2: it was. like That, was that fight could have gone either
1: way. Yeah, and then Leonardo Santos obviously welcoming him back. No... No way! Not the guy you really want to be going in against on your first day back. Because Stevie Stevie is good everywhere. You know yes. you can't be like, oh, I'll take him to the ground. I'll be grand. Like I'll stand with him. I'll be grand. Yeah. It's going to be a hellish night. Like, yeah,
2: and I, t- I think that will stand to Stevie in this one. The fact um, Leonardo hasn't fought since 26. Because Stevie can set time. a big pace sometimes. You know, on and indeed he can uh, go all day. That guy. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Absolutely. Nick Hine in action against Frank Sergeant Camacho. Nick Hine. Yes, Frank Camacho. Um, two losses on the trot there for Frank. Um, and I believe Nick... Did Nick... I don't think Nick's got back to winning ways. No, I don't think so. No, he's on two loss. Uh, yeah, he fought Demir in um, Hamburg. That's right. Split decision loss. That was a big one for Demir, mm. to be honest. Um,
2: Stoshis Clark stands out there for me yeah. in those fights. Yeah, it's it's definitely...
1: Um, we'll just mention Duda Santana's taking on Bay Maleki, a 1-0 fighter. That's interesting for yeah. the UFC.
2: That is interesting. Yeah, very interesting. I don't
1: really know much about that. Uh that's not usually the criteria for signing someone. So, um, yeah, De- Devin Clark and Darko Stosic, Look out for Sausage, man. He's an absolute yeah. animal, man. He kind of reminds me a bit of, uh, Roberto Soldic if he was 205. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, check him out, man. He's, uh, really good. I was there for his debut. I think that was in Hamburg as well. And then Delino Bellardo and Joel Alvarez kick off the action at Italy versus Spain. Be a good football match anyway. It would. But, um, yeah, I mean, is this
2: car going to fly under the radar at the Champions League final? On? Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, like a very poor, very poor decision to do a European fight card on the same night as the European. They did
2: it They did it a couple of years ago as well. I remember um, being in the media room, when I think it was um, Real Madrid and um, we're playing maybe Borussia Dortmund in the know. final. Yeah, or Latico. Um, Who cares? Yeah. But they did it before on the Champions League yeah, final. It's just silly. Some of the, some of the, they don't really give a shit yeah. Europe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's,
1: it seems like a bad decision, alright. Um, Cage Warriors 105 goes down the day before in Colchester. And uh, we you know James Webb, the Colchester native, because he's getting ready for his Cage Warriors 106 title fight, of course. But yeah, on the main card, champions. Sean Carter v. Tim Barnett. And if you, let's go a call back to what we talked about earlier, Reese McKee and Alex Lahore's exchange. Lahore seemed to say, stupid Reece, if you want to fight Tim Barnett, then we'll see if you're good enough to fight me. Uh, Tim Barnett no is sense. back at fifty-five.
2: Yeah, it makes just zero sense. Um, <laughs> Reese has already actually uh, yeah, avenged the loss
1: to uh, Tim Barnett, yeah, and, of course. And, and but both, and, both guys finished each other in the first round. Yeah, you know. But still, come on, I think. And Reese got the one yeah, seventy. It doesn't make sense. much it just doesn't at all. That's an interesting void, yeah. though. Tim Barnett and Sean Carter, two Brilliant. goers, man.
2: It's, again, though, we were chatting about this there a few minutes ago when we we're playing the uh, um, interview there. Sean hasn't fought for nearly two years. Yeah, it's a long time. McColgan
1: man. was the last man to put hands. I couldn't time, believe that. Yeah, yeah, two beautifully curly men.
2: Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting one here. I think Tim as well really needs something, you know, to start happening. He he just comes across sometimes, and I know he's coming off that win against Ventura, but you know, lost to Alex. Lost. That was to a Reeves. great fight, man. Venture. It was, but I think he needs to to, to really make a statement here. To yeah, really I, solidify himself. But
1: I, but I will say this about both of these guys, Carter and Barnett. On their night, they look unbelievable. Oh, yeah. They yeah. look like... I mean, when they are at full tilt, they look unbelievable. Both of those guys do.
2: Yeah, I love watching Sean fight. And I remember... He's a
1: real crowd favorite as well there with yeah, Cage Warriors, yeah, you know?
2: Yeah, definitely. ever's probably since the... The night of the uh, the tournament they did the lightweight tournament. Yes, that was uh, Sean looked absolutely, absolutely fantastic uh, in, in that tournament. It was a it was a great night. Stevie Ray was obviously there as well. And Carl War Carl Warburton. Yeah, that's right. That was a great night, and I think that sort of endeared him to, as you say, Cage Warriors fans ever since that night. And his delicious curls. Oh yeah, like yours, Pete. Oh, thank you,
1: uh, Donovan Desmay I believe he stepped in on short notice to take on Alexander Jacobson. That's a big fight at fifty five as well. Um
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a decent card for obviously. Yeah, we know
1: that you know. I think United with the deck so stacked at 106, yeah. they've done a good job. Yeah. to put together they a help. card at all. Yeah. Uh, Aiden Stevens is a prospect yeah. to watch from Scotland and Steve Amiable has looked fantastic yeah. lately. Um, you know, Amiable is one of those guys didn't have the best start to his career. But now we saw him against Deaky McAleenan, a guy who everybody's very excited yeah. about over here. He really, really him devastated him
2: hard, it. Just you know, taking him off his feet and putting him on his ass. And
1: this is a good roof for Amiable. I like the fact that he's taken on all these prospects, you know. Like, I mean, and that was a big pop for him that night, I feel. And I think the same. If he can manage to get through Aiden Steven, it's going to be exactly the same 100%. thing.
2: 100%. It's a good way to sell yourself. A good way to Great put match yourself making. out there. Yeah, yeah. No, for him especially as well. To be taking these fights, as you said, way more noticeable if he's taking out these prospects than, you know, trying to massively sort of build yourself up in a longer run.
1: Absolutely. Um, also want to mention the fact that Corey McKenna's back in action there yep. against Julia Chanello. Um, toughly lost. Yeah. I, I don't know if she's been over with, um, with Uriah again. I'm not too sure. I think she might have. Um, I'm not too sure on that though, but she obviously got back to winning ways against Fanny Redman, a cage where he is 104. And, uh, Stopped. yeah. She get back, uh, get get the old win streak going again. Uh, a lot of people very interested in Corey, such a young person, and she looks so young as well when she's in there. She looks it's, like she's about twelve. Yeah, yeah, she really does. It's it's unbelievable to see her and how
2: tough she is, and durable. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's insane, unreal, isn't it? Unreal. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Like nice tough little. Yeah. Well, you you, you want to be tough if you know Paddy's floating around. You've seen we. Your nephew Paddy. Oh is, my God! Is hell on legs is what he is. He's um, absolutely nuts.
1: You probably batted the two of us. Oh um, yeah, no problem. But um, yeah. So
2: <laughs>
0: so
1: right. So basically, I wanted to chat with Myles Price because, to be fair to Peter Queeley, when he was talking about him the other day, he was like, "Where is Myles?" And I was like, Pexy. "Actually, actually, where is he? Where where is Myles? You know, like like I mean, in terms of uh, Peter has been matched,
2: you know." He's a jamming stuff, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah that was, well, yeah. Kenny
1: and- well, it's good to just, because when Peter kind of said that, I think a few people have got on to yeah. me going like, I'm not from Team Rhino guys, to be fair. They were kind of saying to me, is this another slight? Like, is this showing the SPG favouritism? <clears throat> but Miles clears it, clears it up. Like, I mean, they did offer him a fight in June, but he is going to be away in San Jose. So that isn't going to work out. He's going to target that September fight now.
2: Is he away in San Jose? Is he? Yeah, yeah. All right. Boy. Mr. Habib fighting in, in August. I know, it's
1: a good time to go. We talked about yeah. that as well. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, he obviously talked about Peter's comments, about Peter now in, in, feeling like he won the fight. Um, people saw that interview. <clears throat> um, he also talked about how he wants to fight Chris Bungard in September. And now Quigley and Miles Price have gone in on that. And he also had some things about to say. To just, just, before
2: we go to it, why does Peter do that? Why? He always comes, what do you mean? comes up with these things afterwards. Oh, you know, it feels as though he's won the fight now. Yeah. Like, this is a reoccurring team a lot of the time. It seems like... Well, I think it's a, with fighters in general, I isn't know, it? Oh yeah, but it's just a bit. Like, just let it go. You didn't win that fight, man. <clears throat> I didn't think he won the fight.
1: No, um, but I will say, like, the one thing I did kind of say from that, like... Um, he won so many so many people's
2: respect when he did that interview 100%. straight afterwards. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with you. I, we yeah. talked about that. It was brilliant to come out and say it. you wouldn't. But at, at leave, the same time, believe me you, you wouldn't get a lot of guys doing that. And and look, I take
1: that moment as that moment. He yeah. said it then and that's that. And they also have to remember that this is professional fighting. This is mm. prize fighting. Yeah. And you have got to say, if there's even a question, you have got to say I won that fight. Yeah. You've got to. I agree. Totally. Um, I don't think it's going down well with some people. But what can you do? You know, you're not here to make friends. Yeah, you're here P- to make P- money. just go to creating controversy. I'll yeah, look, up. look, look at, look at the bunger thing. Yeah. I mean, people people are talking that always up. on it. Yeah, like I agree. The, the, the Scottish guys are coming. out. Peter Quillie's this and that. The Irish guys are going back at the Scottish people. Mm. Like, and this is what I said. to Moyles. I said, like, as far as Moyle's concerned, Terry lost to Chris, and Peter lost to him, so he should fight uh, yeah. Chris. But I was like, this is the sports v entertainment debate again. There's a lot more people talking about Peter Queeley and Bungard because of that mm. sparring picture. So what will win out? This is Bellator. They need eyes. They need compelling storylines. Look what Miles Price and Peter Queeley did the last one. Yep. I mean, that was the, by far the most intriguing fight. People's back.
2: main events. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, uh, yeah. Well, maybe I'll just let Miles say yeah, this, for God's God. sake. Jesus Christ, talking shit all day here. Um, so here's Miles Price. He's actually on holiday in Spain, and he still took this phone call. So fair play to you, Miles. I really appreciate it. And thanks for clearing up all of our questions. We'll be back in about 15 now i am joined by none other than miles price um and i wanted to talk to miles especially because i talked to peter queely during the week his uh last opponent who he won by a uh, split decision and um you know peter asked a good question like where is miles and that's what i want to know where where is miles and why doesn't miles price have a fight lined up yet that's my question miles and how are you by the way
3: <laughs> <laughs> i'm not too bad paisley thanks very much it was great to be on here chatting with you again
1: yeah man, always a pleasure, always a pleasure to speak to you man. Um yeah, but I guess that's Likewise. where I'd, that's where I'd like to start it off. I mean, um first of all, have you had any contact from Bellator since that big win? I I saw that win as a launch pad for you. Whoever was going to win that fight was going to was going to be off on on a good run for, with Bellator as far as I was uh, I was concerned, but we've yet to hear if you've another fight lined up. What's going on there, bud?
3: Yeah, well, um, I actually was in contact. I was chatting to Jude, and uh, we were talking about a fight in June. And to be honest with you, I just have too much going on in regards to uh, my gym at the moment, just developing it and pushing it to another level. Because you have to remember, like, I want to make sure that I keep on top of everyone, like, just keep everyone on their toes in regards to my fighters improving so that they can be there for the gym while I'm away because you know when you're when you're training for a fight you you really do have to like kind of be selfish and focus just on the fight and sacrifice a lot for it so I'm not I'm I'm there for the guys but I'm not in a lot of ways so I, I really do want to get I wanted that little bit of a gap for personal reasons as well like I wanted to improve and add some new new aspects to my game even more so again like I added uh, the wrestling to my game for the last camp and, uh, now I just added a few new tricks as well and I got to really work on, uh, the athletes in my gym and help the growth of my gym. And it also would help me to, uh, to just save up for, for the start of my next camp, which is going to AKA again and then run into September with the guys up in HQ and Team Rhino.
1: Right, so I mean, it isn't a case of uh, a Bellator not trying to match you. It's just that at the moment um, it doesn't really work out for you. I mean, June isn't an ideal situation for you, basically.
3: Of course, of course, of course not. No, of course they they, they were looking for me to fight in June. Sure, it was ideal for everybody that fought in the Irish card and uh, and on February twenty third on that night to be fighting again in June, like because it was perfect timing in between. But I just chose to ring Jude, be very straight with them. He's a great guy. He's a, he's a friend of mine, I consider, at this stage also, so he completely understood my situation. And we're going to be looking for a fight in September and then in December as well, so uh, we'll go from there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad to hear that because just when, when I was talking to Peter at that time and I knew the interview was going to go out, obviously, and I was thinking, is this going to kick off the whole SBG favoritism thing? But, but from what I'm hearing from you, you're happy with your situation there.
3: Oh yeah, I was very happy with my situation. I chose, I chose, I chose to be where I am and to fight in September and December because I do need to, I do need to, I, I miss, I miss being a bigger part of my gym when there's no fight coming up, you know, right. and it, it obviously, uh, competing on, on heist and high level stages like that and being part of fights like that is like a big part of doing things for the gym because it's obviously, uh, like being you know, in I'm, the shop
1: I'm, window basically. Yeah
3: of course it does yeah but i also need to invest just my time with the guys as well you know like teaching and training with them individually and bringing them places to train with me and you know and all that so uh, it just need i need to find that fine balance that's all you know and it was it, it, it <laughs> It just, I think Peter's just making himself feel a bit better by saying that he's kind of rewrote out a list, I think, as to the reasons why they didn't and how he's the favourite. But like he would say that, wouldn't he? Like that's just the nature of the game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, I was wondering, like, did you get to see his comments on the fight? Like, I mean, um, I think Peter, to be fair, a lot of people were, you know, full of praise for Peter when he came out after the fight and he spoke to the media. It's always tough to take a loss and to do that, we always. Kind of take mm. off our hats to guys who do that, but it seems like now that he's watched the fight, he's seen some polls online, and he's very confident that he won that fight. Does that leave a bad taste in your mouth? Because it seemed that everything was kind of squashed between you guys that night.
3: Um, I don't. It doesn't really leave a bad taste in my mouth because uh, I try not to connect myself with how Peter feels. I just feel like I'm as I. I'll just connect with that kind of attitude then, and I'll just become that attitude. And I'd rather just accept accept the way it like the way he acted after the fight I thought was very respectful and I was very impressed with how he went on and I thought that he was going to really grow as an athlete because of the way he conducted himself after the fight and now I just feel like it was all fake and he just wanted he just wanted to be more superficial about it, just be more kind of uh, just come across like that so people thought better of him and I know I think that he's just kind of like the real his real kind of outlook on what happened Uh, is, is come out now in his recent interviews and as time has gone on. So that's, that's how I kind of feel about it now anyway.
1: (laughs) Do you, are you happy with like the level of kind of, it it feels like to me that your stock got pushed up an awful lot from that fight. I mean, like it was the fight that everybody was talking about, you know, and, and the result mattered. You could feel it when everybody's standing waiting to hear that decision. It mattered to the people that were in the crowd. Do you feel like you got the payoff from that? Like from getting that big win, a huge grudge match, do you feel like you've got the payoff from that?
3: Uh, of course I do, yeah. I feel I feel like that um uh that I definitely got a lot of recognition because of that fight and uh I got a lot of respect because of that fight and they're the type of fights I want to be part of, of course I do, you know. Um but I want to do it in the right way where I'm I'm just purely speaking my mind like the the first interview we did when I was over training mm-hmm. in AK, you know. When I'm just I'm just purely speaking about how I feel and if it builds, if it builds a uh, grey hype around the fight, then I'm going to go with that, of course, you know. But uh, in my opinion, my stock did write, raise in the fight, and it's going to follow through into September and then uh, competing in December as well, for sure.
1: Yeah, and I mean, talking about that September date, I mean, we we don't. Us media guys, anyway, we don't know what date they're planning for that Irish show, but every Irish fighter I talked to that signed to Bellator is talking about September and um, how they want to be on that card. Yeah. Are, are, are you certain you will be on that card? And do you have a, a preferred opponent you'd like to face in that situation?
3: Um, I, oh Jesus! Um, that's I, a, I that's a bit of a double
1: I, barrel question there. I'm sorry about that, much. That is,
3: sorry, <laughs> it, right, right. sorry. You always throw the tricky questions at me,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for this for months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: um, I think I, I'd like a fight with uh, Chris Bungard Actually, I think that makes sense. Seeing as Peter fighting uh uh Bra- Bra- Brazier, and I think Chris Bongard is a very good fighter as well. I think he's tough. He's durable, and I feel like that, I mean, like, you know, he bet Brazier, and I think that, like, obviously, I bet Peter, so the two winners should compete against each other, and I think he's just making himself feel better by putting up that post about Bungard, the sparring post. I I honestly feel like that. uh, I understand how people hype up fights and stuff like that. Like the likes of uh, Richie Kiley, he hypes up fights very, very well. But he, but like, you know, he's a really good guy too. I know, I know Richie Kylie and he's a really good guy. And I feel like Peter actually believes this stuff that he says. And I feel like that. You sh- it's an unspoken rule within the professional fighter community, like, and just in martial arts and just athletes in general, martial, art- martial artists in general, that you don't boast about how you beat somebody in a spar. You know, it's, it's not really, you know, respectful, and I, I really don't think he should have done it. And I feel like that he genuinely was doing it as well to, to, to push up the fact that oh, the guy I'm fighting is much better than Bungard. You know, and look, there's reasons why people don't live up to their expectations on on fight night you know everybody makes a mistake could be emotional you mightn't prepared right because of personal reasons or whatnot you know you can't judge someone a lot of the time from that you know like you know he could go in and like you, you know yourself you go in and you compete against guys and you have up and down performances so i i feel like that was a little bit out of order and you know it was a.
1: Yeah, and I mean, do you feel like, I mean, obviously you're saying like you guys both win, you and Chris, so you should fight. And then obviously we know that Peter's fighting Terry. Is there any part of you that's saying that maybe this uh, Peter and, and the post that he put up, that kind of promotion, that might get him that fight ahead of you? Like as in, it's nearly like the whole sport versus entertainment argument again, isn't it?
3: yeah i i i I could see i could see why it would be a marketing thing as well like of course he's trying to build up a fight and he's trying to do this and do that but i just feel like it came across as a little bit bitter because of it was a sparring war you know what i mean and you can't really but in my opinion like you shouldn't boast about those things but uh just on a respectful thing and chris seemed to be uh he spoke very highly of uh peter and he and he actually uh spoke very highly even before our fight too like he was uh Saying all oh, best of skill and all this and he's going to smash me and all that, which is understandable, obviously, because he felt that he was, he was part of their team. He was only supporting, uh, one of his own. So, um, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, that, that's what I thought as well. I always saw Chris. Um, when I talked to Chris, he, he he'd often tell me I, I I'm over an SPG a lot of the time. So I always saw him as an SPG guy. I guess that's why I was yeah, yeah, particularly I too, taken yeah. back by the situation, you know.
3: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was a little bit taken back by two, but sure. Look, some of my business, I'm just looking at it from an outside perspective, and it looks. Fun. But uh, in in a way, though, I do, I don't want him to overstep the mark in regards of taking a step ahead of me either. Like Peter's trying to sneak in the back door and take away from what happened that night, you know. I won that fight and regardless of what he says in regards to performances and going, Oh lads did that to Miles in the past and whatnot, you know. Like I'm just a smarter fighter now. That's all that's all, you know, a lot smarter fighter. I went to AK, what did he expect when I came back? You know, I was gonna strike with him, I was gonna dirty box and of course I was going to wrestle. I was gonna do whatever I needed to do that night and he had to do Implement his game plan and stop it. If he's not able to da- adapt in the middle of a fight, that's absolutely nothing to do with me. He should have a better IQ than that, and he should adapt a lot faster. And that's as simple as that. If you if you mirror the performances and you and he performed like the way I did, I guarantee you he wouldn't be saying anything about his performance. Uh, I like Norman Park did that to me. And I didn't have a bitter taste on my mouth. I just had a little i had a little bit of beef with Nor- Norman because of how he goes on after the fight where he's disrespectful and stuff like that but it's nothing to do with his performance he's the he was the better man that night and uh, I think norman's a fantastic fighter and if you go in there against him, it's up to you to to do something about the way he fights because he does what he does very very well.
1: Absolutely like and I mean it's it, as you said to me there I think you're planning another trip to uh, AKA is that correct I know you're in Spain at the moment but is your plan to go back out to AKA before September
3: yeah, I'm going out uh, June June 15th, uh, and I'm going to go for six weeks, so I'll be back July 30th. So I, I'm a little bit uh, half the time that I went last time, but I, I'd rather have half the time as well, because uh, I'd just rather just go there. Like none, My girlfriend ain't going to be out there, and my brother isn't going right, to be out there, right. so I'm going to really be able to focus, knuckle down, and just bring it to the next level again. And I, and I, I miss the guys out there, too. I love the training out there, and I love just kind of focusing on just training and no distractions outside of that like you know
1: right right and i know uh, for a long time you had kind of told me that ideally with this bellator situation you'd get off to a win against queely and then potentially fight in san jose sometimes because we know bellator is a great stronghold there is that still yeah. one of your goals
3: oh for sure yeah i'd like to fight in san jose that's 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 one of my uh one of my short-term goals for sure you know i'd like to get If, if there was a a San Jose car in December, I'd love that. Like, you know, I'm not sure what's going on in in December. Like, you know, but I'd like to fight, uh, then as well. And, um, if not, I'd like to look at it, uh, just fighting in America in general would be fantastic. And if I had to have my way, it would be San Jose. Yeah. Because I do, I'm going to start. I like all my camps at AK and then when I'm going to do half and half, you know, but mainly I'd like to be there for a lot of it in, in HQ because I need to be there for my teammates as well. You know, we all okay. got to, to uh, blood, sweat and tears together, you know, yourself So,
1: yeah. And I mean, it's not like uh, they don't have a really high profile fight. They'll be getting ready for over there in September themselves, you know, <laughs> with uh, Khabib oh, and yeah. Poirier.
3: Yeah, that's right. Actually. Yeah. I was, I was, I was kind of backtracking the dates and I know that Khabib trains there for uh uh, eight weeks ago so I'll be there for half, three weeks of his camp so I'm going to be looking forward to that getting a few spars with him again it's going to be good
1: Brilliant man Moils come here thanks so much for getting on to us I know you're away on holidays and I really really appreciate the time as always
3: No no any time enjoy, I enjoy the it, it's good great catching up with you again
1: Alright man well enjoy the rest of your holiday and I'll speak to you soon man
3: Yeah thanks very much dude. Catch you soon. bye bye Alright
1: And there he was Splinter himself all the way in sunny
2: Spain, huh? <laughs> Splinter, well, that's interesting. As we, why? It's just not because John O'Elliot is calling me uh, a turtle.
1: Mm, John O'Elliot, friend of Noel McGrath
2: for those who are listening. He, he, he's like, he keeps on saying to me he want, he's going to come up on a Monday night he wants to... <sighs> just get theme. on there. Yeah, just get on. He's, he Maybe
1: he'll give us his thesis on why you're the missing link.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Weirdo. Well, he's the one with the hairy back. Me and him are hairy back gentlemen. We discussed our technique for beating our backs. That's while disgusting. We were away I'm It is disgusting. Vomited
2: my mouth. But I've got to live with it, Now, All right? <laughs> we all have our crosses to bear, my friend. That is true. I've so lots of um, Skeletons in my closet. <laughs> Jesus. Um,
1: I'm off to Stockholm on Wednesday. I have not been in Stockholm since a certain
2: notorious gentleman. Is that how long you've been? Yeah. I haven't Just been there so I haven't since. I have been there. I was at that. Obviously you were at that. That was the first time we ever drank together. Mm. Um, that was or the first or time many we ever met each other. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, Jesus gives me bad memories. <laughs> I'm only joking. No, I was there. Last time I was there, I was at the, uh, the Gustafsson Johnson mm. scrap. Oh, Wouldn't right. Yeah. yeah. That was a great I mean, one. fought back to ch- and uh, Siri fought. Yep. Uh, Chris Bale. Oh, very good. That was a, that was Siri's best performance. That was, performance. That that was, was Siri's it best did, performance. It didn't get fight How many
1: times was Siri in the fucking fight of night and oh, he never it was got a joke. the money? It was a joke. It's a piss take.
2: <laughs> yeah, he might have bought us a point if he'd got a few I <laughs> 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 wouldn't, wouldn't bet on that. Yeah, I wouldn't bet on that either. But, um, but, yeah, no, it's a, it's a good place. Obviously, rings brings back a lot of, uh, and know, I'll nostalgia. be seeing Big Phil.
1: Big Phil O'Connor.
2: Oh, unfortunately. A guardian Angel. Gandalf. Oh, I love Phil. I love Phil. What are you going to do? Any plans? Just kiss Phil. That's absolutely grotesque. It's not. Listen, I can get around that beard. (laughs) Suck his beard. (laughs) Jesus Christ.
1: (laughs) Fucking hell. Yeah, Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing all all the the Swedish guys. Uh, Asher and... Uh, Seb. Seb, yeah. Seb's a great guy. Uh, Per. 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 All of the dudes. All the dudes. Um, I'm looking forward to the fights, of course, as well. Are you playing with your mic? Yeah, I am. Sorry, I'm just... (laughs) I didn't know. I thought we had some serious issues there. But um, Champions League final... Yeah, Liverpool, like I mean, how much would it hurt you if Liverpool won
2: that? Oh, it's it's it, yeah, it's hurting already. Do you think they will? No, I I actually do fancy Spurs. I fancy Spurs to do it. I think they have to not play Harry Kane. Up, I think having Kane out the last few months, they've set up differently. I think if you look, but he's it, such a big personality. <laughs> Harry <laughs> Harry <laughs> Harry Henge, yeah. Oh, I think we played there uh, pretty well, you know. He's very exciting man on the mic. Yeah, all right, awful, um, but. I think if they crave the midfield and they do what they did in the game against Liverpool and Anfield, where they're all over Liverpool for the last 20, 25 minutes, boss the midfield, they'll create a chance or two and Liverpool won't be able to live with them. And I think uh, Jurgen Klopp is a bottler as well in finals, and, and I think the bottle is going to continue with, with Liverpool. And I very much hate Liverpool FC, so uh wow. I'm very much in Tottenham. I have mean, a lot, actually, in fairness, a lot of the lads, friends of mine are, are Spurs fans as well, and I hate Liverpool, so...
1: Well, I usually find that you're more hostile when your friends love things, that you'd kind of go against it more. That's no, a shock to me. That's rubbish.
2: How did you get that?
1: Just by very dealing with you on a daily basis. That's very hurtful.
2: That's, that's very hurtful. Comments. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to see it because I'll be obviously working. Ah, oh, You'll be able to. I'm sure they'll, they'll have it on some of their big um, foosball fans in Scandinavia, so yeah. you'll be able to watch loads of Liverpool fans in Scandinavia as well. Mm. Um, 30 years it was or sorry 20 years yesterday since Manchester United won the treble
1: oh yeah I was a alive for that
3: back 99. in the glory
1: days when watching football didn't make me want to pierce my eyeballs with a knife yeah they're terrible shower now aren't they <coughs> it's just a waste of time for me I just can't like, they're I'm, just Instagram I, I, I don't understand Instagram how, how people don't understand that like I'm I'm watching a football match to be entertained and when I stop being entertained I'm not watching the football match and that's literally what's happening now with Manchester United. I mean, I'll go and yeah, see my yeah, friends. Yeah. It's like a social thing. I don't I don't feel bound to a club. If you're playing shit, I'm gone mate. Mm. I don't care. Yeah. I don't it's care. called fair weather. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's sad that grown men cry about these
2: things still. Yeah, I use I don't I Is don't know, you, I mean, yeah, we remember talents, that,
1: yeah. we remember that semi-final, Niall, those tweets, the yeah. funniest things. Like, I don't think I laughed as much at anything this year. Disgusting was the, the term you used for that yeah. A miracle turnaround.
2: Yeah, listen, I just have, I, <laughs> I just, I just have Spurs deal at the weekend or I'll be, I'll be in bad form next Monday, believe me, you. Oh yeah. I'll be, uh, I'll be probably, we probably won't talk about it. Should I just later go later. ahead and,
1: and record the podcast with somebody else over there and you, send you, it to you? Possibly, <laughs>
2: <laughs> possibly should, possibly should. Um, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna hurt a lot if they win. But uh, you know, Leinster won the Pro 14 there last weekend, so it was alright.
1: Yeah, what's Pro 14? Uh, that's
2: the bollocks, really. Is. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, it's no Heineken Cup which they lost. Yeah, um, to, absolute to match. Um, Played like a bunch of losers. There is, there's, there's a lot of sport coming on. I'm, I'm excited, um, but I'm not actually. I don't, I'm not. Sport doesn't excite me. I hate sport. All sports. Well, um. <laughs> well this has been a, a deep dive Into the mind Of Noel McGrath
1: And lads That's all we really Have time for you Is this week uh, We'll be back With a full Stocked show Next week i um, will pick you're up. You going to the with me when, when are you going Thursday week Thursday week So you'll be home When I yeah, come out Yeah and then I'll, I'll
4: do it No
2: We'll we'll do it Can you I'll bring your Laptop away yeah. I always do I'll do it. Do it on Skype. So you can you can all you can all join me on the beach in Marquinhos. Yeah but the single side or to no, make sure you're in a good
1: wife was on for No. <laughs> <laughs> well that's all we have time for. We will love you loads. Enjoy your week and I will see you when I put back down in Ireland. When I won't see you as I'll talk to you, as you know. Love you anyway. Bye bye.
0: Learn more today at sas.com slash B-I-Y-A. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals,